we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, lied to when it comes to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of us. All of us. I think I even told someone, another podcaster, when they saw I was covering Jersey, they said, oh, man, I wasn't going to cover Jersey. Like, it's just going to be the same old. And I said, I don't know. I think this season might be different. It's not. Okay. It's not. It's exhaustingly the same. And Jennifer's reads are so off. And her reads are something you can count on. You can really count on Jennifer's reads to be quick and on point. But that boogle. Mm, wow. So, uh, I have, where's the complaint desk? Do they have a suggestion box or is that just the comment section? Because I'm pissed. I'm pissed about it. <sighs> anyway, let's, let's get into it because I actually... I, I do have quite a lot of notes and thoughts on the episode and summer house will be after the Jersey recap, check the description for timestamps. If you want to skip to anything, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. I also have a Patreon. I just released uh, a bonus episode for the Grand Dames and the Moment Tiers, which are the middle and top tiers. Um, sorry, my dogs are barking. One second. And we just went and revisited the Atlanta episode where Phaedra lies about her due date. That was fun. Did that with Kendrick and our other friend, Joe Gunn. And if you're on YouTube... I am loving YouTube. Oh my God. Love, love, loving YouTube. I hit 5,000 subscribers. Thank you guys. YouTube's a tough crowd. It's tough, but once you start building it, I get why, I, now I get why YouTubers don't shut up about their community. Like I used to be like, okay, I get it. Like when you watch one of the YouTubers videos, like I just love this community so much. I was like, shut up. But now I get it. I get it now. They're, what what you got? What YouTube communities are? They're very loyal, and they're and they like yeah. But they can also be savage. Like in the beginning, before I before I had like nurtured a community, it was just the trolls. It was really rough. But now, love you. So if you're not already subscribed, subscribe, hit the bell, like the video, comment, introduce yourself if I haven't already met you. And okay, enough plugging. Ooh. Is plugging like a sex thing? Is that pegging? Okay. Oh, okay. Let, roll the damn intro, Emily. Jesus Christ. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! You fool! That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. 
Okay, so we we've picked up where they're like, we don't want any smoke right now with Melissa and Teresa. They're like, let's just go to the next pub. Fessler, for Jen Fessler, the okay. I couldn't tell if I really, really liked her or if she was just doing it's, you know, it's her connection to Margaret that makes me wary. But she has been good, to be fair. She has been good about trying to hold Marge accountable. But I just, it still made me wary and I couldn't tell if she was just like doing the most for cameras, which to be fair, so is Danielle. And I like Danielle, so I don't know. But then when she falls on their way to the next pub, my heart, she falls and she gets up. She goes, that did not, oops, that did not happen. Walk, just keep walking. And then she she won me over. <laughs> she <laughs> just, the, all of it was going through her head. Like that was captured on camera. They're definitely going to use it. It was, it was good. But they, okay, so they get to, the pub and it's like the it just jersey doesn't really make sense to me in Ireland. Like they just they just don't. They belong in a tropical place or Italy or I don't know. I don't know. Even England would somehow make more sense cuz I would just love to hear their accents up against for some reason the Irish accent with the jersey accent it just is strange to me this combination. Because now they're chugging Guinnesses. Like Dolores is really doing her best to to make it work. And Teresa in her confessional is like, yeah, I'm not a pub girl. I'm just not into chugging beer. Which, yeah, she wouldn't be. Jen does what I would do. She's like, all right, I'll try. I'll try to do this. And she chugs the beer, but she doesn't like flip it over so that it gets all the way down her chest. You know, she's... She doesn't love it. She's like, okay, I'm good. I, I'll just stick to tequila. But Jen Fessler goes and she chugs it and it gets all the way down her shirt. So then Teresa, since she was already wet, takes her whatever she was drinking and pours it on her. But then Fessler pours it on Teresa, pours her drink on Teresa's hair. I knew immediately. I'm like, this is bad. In the after show, they talk about it. Teresa's like, I was so mad. Because it's one thing to pour it on an outfit. On your hair? On your hair? No. Fessler, you messed up. And even Fessler's like, she was pissed. Pissed. But then Melissa pours more on Fessler. And then they're like, we got to get out of here. We are trashing this pub trashing it so yeah they get on the they get on the bus and danielle's like jen fessler mvp whoa i'm ready to go after party 30 minutes later and they're all asleep (laughs) and then they get home and they go to bed you know this is why this is not new york this is not beverly hills uh what else this is not orange county Guys, you really got to pick it up. And this is kind of maybe what the problem with New Jersey is. They're too tame. They really don't party. When you think about it, they really don't. And I'm I'm upset with Jersey now. Like we've been we we say we like Jersey, but I didn't like last season. 
I don't think I really liked the season before. What do we like about Jersey anymore? What are you guys doing? The next day, the first thing Teresa says, my hair. Jen Fessler, wet it. She's going to get her. She's going to get her. Melissa didn't sleep because she was scared. I would have, I would have absolutely had to have my phone on streaming a TV show. And like, I could not have silence in that house at any point in time. Cause you're hearing stuff, you know, as soon as you go to sleep and it's quiet, you're hearing something you're here. What was that? Hello? Oh yeah. You know, it's happening. You know it's happening. Marge is wearing a shirt that says endorsed on it. To be fair, uh, this was in the after show. They reminded us that Jen wore sorry, not sorry. I can't remember what the fight was, but it was related to that. These people get these shirts real quick. They get them real fast. They've got to have like a screen printer or something on speed dial. Uh, they're all they're all so hungover and they're like gathering in the dining room. And when Jen Fessler sees Marge walk in with the shirt, she's like, "No, I can't. I just I can't. I cannot." Jen knows what she's doing. Jen's like, "Teresa, how's your hair?" <laughs> I like that Fessler makes fun of Rachel. She's like, "Hey, let me ask you a question. How much fun were you last night?" Rachel sucks. Rachel, Rachel's always like, oh, what do you mean? Like, she's just, she's always lame. She's like, I had fun with Danielle when you fell. But Melissa can't let it go. She's like, I mean, how can they possibly? This is really dumb in my opinion, honestly. Like, but is it? Funny drama, yes, but it's like Melissa being like, I just can't possibly accept that they could have even an ounce of fun for a second when I know that she called her a rat. This is Melissa's MO all season. I'm going to have a conversation with you and then I'm going to go repeat it to the person, which is all Jersey is. This person has a conversation with this person, then they go and tell this person, and then that causes a fight, and they're like, how dare you repeat what I said? And this person's like, why were you talking about me? But when it happens to Marge, oh my God, worst thing in the world. So Melissa has just done to Danielle what Rachel did to Danielle. Like, they're all doing the exact same thing. They're so immature. My God. So then enter Danielle. And it's, why'd you call me a rat? Because you did. Rachel's like, I didn't, like, run to Margaret. Like, oh, my God, Danielle said this. But she did. But she literally did. There's no other way she would have heard it if you didn't say it's weird. I was with Danielle and she said this. That's what you said. And then Margaret says, Rachel didn't do something that we all don't do. When someone tells something to your friend, we repeat it. So then why are you upset that Danielle repeated what she heard from her friends? Huh? 
Then, heaven forbid, Danielle say, we were conversating. Marge keeps doing this thing where she, like, rolls her eyes and looks at Jackie. She keeps, like, rolling her eyes, like, can you believe her? And Jackie keeps going, I know. So dumb. They look like bitches. Straight up bitches. That's right. I said it. Bitches. Okay? They look like bitches. Seriously. It's not nice. <laughs> Danielle goes, it was just like, you know, coffee talk. You know, that 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 was a little extreme. It was. Did Marge have to be like, yes, I know coffee talk? No, but it was, it was, she took it to another level, that accent. Marge is like, I've said nothing but nice things. I've done nothing but nice things for you. I've been nothing but nice. Like your logo. Okay. Then they show the flashback of Marge going up to her and being like, so, you know, I know you didn't ask me to, but I worked on your logo and I changed the font. Okay. So she didn't ask you to do that. You do it. Now it's clear to me that you're bringing it up and basically saying, I did that so that I could keep control of you. And now that you didn't fall in line after I did something so nice for you, it wasn't out of the kindness of your heart. It was to get you on her team. Like she didn't ask you to do the logo. She literally didn't. So I don't. Marge's confessional. Danielle wants to judge me because dumb and dumber said, watch her back. Wow. Okay. So here's my question. Why then are you – you're calling them dumb and dumber, but why are you wondering why they don't trust you? You know? Dolores has to step in because Dolores wants to say to Marge specifically, let Danielle talk. But she's too afraid to say it to Marge. So she's like, let Danielle speak. Everybody's speaking for Danielle. And Marge is like, well, hold on. Can I, can I say something? And I, I swear Dolores got scared. She's like, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying let her talk. And Marge has to kind of reel it in a little bit and sort of take the meanness out of her tone. Because I feel like for Marge, when it comes to Dolores, she can't be her full bitchy self. Like, she can do it around Jackie. She can do it around Melissa. She can do it around Rachel. But when it comes to Dolores, Dolores is still, like, kind of, quote, innocent when it comes to Marge's full-blown, messy, arsenal-having ways. Jen steps in and says that Danielle saw patterns and... Like, you know, that's, it's not like she's just getting this out of nowhere. She saw patterns and she's like, yeah, you know, like you can't, this is Danielle. She goes, you came for Teresa. And I swear this look on Marge's face is so terrifying. She goes, I didn't come at shit. Oh my God. I was scared. I didn't come at shit at her. Whoa. I don't know if they inputted inputted. I don't know if they edited Melissa's reaction there and it wasn't really her reaction, but it made it look like Melissa was like, oh my God. Even she was taken aback by Margaret. Because the thing is that Margaret is used to controlling and dominating. And when she's losing control, she's barely hanging on to a morsel of decency. And you saw that slip. She loses it. (sighs) Marge says, it's a character assassination, what Danielle's doing. Oh, okay. She is freaking out, freaking out about what Laura said. Losing it. She can't handle it. What the 
fuck did Laura say to Jen and Teresa? What the hell? And she now she knows that they've told something, excuse me, they've told something to Danielle. <sighs> Character assassination. I'm sorry, you don't have this type of a reaction to this if it's not true. She's like, don't blow my cover. And sorry, girl, but your friends said it themselves out of their own mouths last season. Melissa and Danielle. And Dolores and Jackie both said it when they were at the tree thing. Danielle, uh, Jackie goes, you do not want Mar Margaret on your bad side. And Dolores goes, no. Hello. All right, now they're in the bus because they were like, we got to go. Let's get the fuck out of here. Dolores is like rounding it up. We're going to go shopping, go see the town. So they're on the bus seemingly having a good conversation. This was going really well. They talk about how husbands can get jealous and whatnot. And Fessler brings up that I, – I was talking about jealousy and – Fessler says that she, like, it just doesn't happen for them anymore. And Melissa's like, yeah, after what you guys went through. And she, it leads her to talk about how they actually separated because he cheated. And it was, she said it was a seven-year itch and he scratched it. They didn't want to separate, but they did. They got in other relationships, but they missed each other. Now, what a journey, right? This is why I say relationships, I don't think that, when that's why with cheating cheating rumors and storylines and stuff come up on housewives i'm like oh, so tired this is so tired you know relationships are complicated and they go through ups and downs and ebbs and flows and they look different for everybody and i hate when there are these when and that's when that's the plot line like i think he's out there cheating maybe he is but this is lame okay for people to bring it up but then it goes to Dolores talking about her time with Frank. And Frank was such a dirty dog. She's like, I could smell the girl that he was just with. Rachel, being messy, asks if infidelity is a deal breaker. And I, 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 I don't think Melissa, Melissa was right the way she goes. Well, obviously not. What a dumb fucking question. You know the situation with Jen. You know the situation with Fessler. She just said, she, like, Delore, like, shut the fuck up. That You're being dumb, Rachel. You're being messy and you're being stupid. I don't, ugh. But Teresa says, yes, for me, it is a deal breaker. Then Dolores says something that is so, I found this enlightening. She says if she had stayed married to Frank, her children would not have gotten the same mom. She would have been waiting by the phone, staring out the window, trying to figure out who he was with. She would not have been present enough as a mom. And wow, that is so true. As I always say, this is a different type of situation. But when people when when people find themselves interested in a man who's got a fear of commitment and they're like, you know, I wish I could get him to be interested. I know how to get that person interested and I could teach you the ways it's going to. But this is what I always say. It's going to take a long time. It's not going to be a fun journey. And all you win at the end is a shitty relationship. That's the prize. 
That's because if you need to do all of this maneuvering and all of this game playing and along the way, they're probably going to fuck other people and you got, but it's, you can get there. You will get them eventually. I can teach you because I've done it. All you win is a shitty relationship. Just move on, live a life that's happy and joyful. And if they find their way back to you, once you are fully together and with it, then it's meant to be. But if you are actively pursuing someone who does not like commitment and does not want to give it to you, it sucks. It's not good. And that's what Dolores is saying. I wouldn't have been a a, a solid person if I had stayed with Frank. Very cool. Did you even know? Because I didn't. And five years ago, I found out that you can get body odor just like you get under your armpits in other places on your body. Because I, for a whole day, thought I had an STD. I had just hooked up with a new guy the night before and I had to go to work the next day. So I'm running around at work and I go to sit to do something on the computer and I went to cross my legs and an odor that I had never smelled before wafted up and I was like, oh my God, this is it. It happened. It's happened. So I started Googling things and when, you know, you can imagine the search words. And so I got a targeted ad for Lumi. And I'm like, what is this whole body deodorant? And it says the tagline is for pits, privates, and beyond. And I was like, well, now hold on. That's a whole lot less scary than having an STD. And I see that it's been created by an OBGYN who was sick and tired of the vagina being blamed for the smells that can come from that area. So she crafted Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH balanced deodorant that is aluminum free, skin safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. But I would hope that you shower within those 72 hours. But hey, if you needed it for 72 hours, it was there. So I per- I bought it right then and there. Impulse purchase. And I used it. And I smelled like toasted coconut, which is the scent I got. Then I found out that you can use Lumi in the elbow crease, behind your knees, anywhere that you feel like you get kind of gross. And in in case I haven't, did I mention it's aluminum free? It's also baking soda free, paraben free. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. You can use it under your armpits. You can use it everywhere. So Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers because it comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and the deodorant wipes. I do have those, but they're in my car. I leave them there because, uh, you know, got to freshen up on the road and free shipping. So as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. And then Dolores, 24 years I'm divorced. I think that's what she said. I think that's the number. But this segues Teresa into saying she never thought she would be divorced. And Fessler goes, that must have been devastating for you. And it's almost like Teresa was looking to get this off of her chest. She's like, I don't know how much you know, but we're going through legal troubles. I'm like, what the? She's like, I went to jail 11 and a half months for Joe. 
So then come home three months later, Joe goes to jail. Five months after that, my mother gets sick. When my mother passed, I was done with Joe. I love when Teresa tells this story. It really goes to show that it is that simple for Teresa that like a spell finally was broken. And we were like, wow. So you really were believing Joe that whole time? Even when you heard him on the phone talking to that client, as he called it, contractor, that here she comes, my bitch wife. You know, it's bizarre. But she says she's great with Joe now. Louie loves Joe. And here comes Rachel with her messy question. Are your, are your kids and Melissa's, Melissa's kids close? So you're telling me, who we know already, Melissa's introduced Rachel as her friend. We know that your kids are close with Melissa's kids. Or your kid, I'm sorry. She's introduced, didn't she say that? Their kids are in the same grade or something like that, right? Didn't she say that? So you know the answer to this already. So this is your second messy question on this bus ride. First, it was, is infidelity a deal breaker? Who are you asking that to? You already know most of the people on this bus. Marge, Jen. Now you're asking this, and that's what was said in the after show. But Rachel in the after show is like, I swear, I really didn't ask it for that reason. I was just asking because we were having a moment. We were getting to know each other. We were opening up. Uh, she's always like, uh, I don't, I really wasn't. I was just like, I was just asking. I really was. I don't, she's shady as hell. But Teresa fucks up. Well, they were, but Antonia didn't come to, and Melissa's like, stop. Are you about to say something about Antonia? Because don't even say her name. Don't even say her name. And it's not good. Melania is so hurt that she couldn't make her sweet 16. You know, she's like, I celebrated her. Melissa does look a little busted, but she's like, she had, and this is what we were debating. She had a cheer competition. She couldn't miss it because she'd already missed one. And if you miss another one, you're off the team. Well, she could have had her competition and then come for an hour. Melissa's like, well, she would have, but it was like in Pennsylvania. Now, if that's true, then legit, she couldn't have come. But then Melissa goes, it's the same way Gabriella had soccer practice and she couldn't make it to Gino's communion. And Teresa goes, oh my God, you see, it's always tit for tat. Well, you do the exact same thing, Teresa. Teresa does the exact same thing. Like whenever... Melissa or Joe says something, she will bring, she'll do the same exact thing, like literally. So, uh, Teresa, girls, am I saying something bad about Antonia? That high pitched voice she gets. We're just like, well, bringing the kids into this isn't helping. And I'm like, talk to your friend Rachel, okay? Your friend Rachel did this. Granted, Teresa should have just been like, yes, they are close and leave it at that. But it was really messy of Rachel to do this. Okay. Melissa, this was like a weird, I kind of enjoyed this flex. She's like, you be that aunt. I'm not going to be that aunt. 
I'm like, ooh, what an ant flex. Like, I didn't see that coming, but I was like, okay. <laughs> that was fun. Teresa's confessional, though, she's like, listen, like, I never call her kids disrespectful. Like, they called Gia, and they flashed to Joe saying that Gia is super disrespectful. To be fair, Gia was being disrespectful in that moment, but Gia had a reason to be disrespectful in that moment. But then <laughs> Teresa goes, and Gia's nothing but respectful. I beg to differ. Gia can be rather disrespectful in every way because she feels justified to say whatever she wants to say. She gets a head roll going and she's like, what? But she's tough. She has, she's had to be tough. And so I like, I don't really fault her for it, but I don't think that Teresa's like raised the, like the most uber perfectly respectful, like kid, you know, but uh, Gia has, a reason to be mouthy, you know, no hate on it. I'm just, this is so, this is so not good. None of this is good. So Teresa's like, I just am saying I want the cousins to stay close, you know, and that's dumb. Like now she's digging a grave. Now I'm like, okay, no, you're not. You're not saying that because it, you don't make it seem like that. You don't. Well, then Melissa's like, well, it would help if you had me in your wedding and you showed them what it looked like to be close and to feel the closeness. And Teresa's like, well, same. <sighs> now they're like, now she's flexing with the kids. Like, like Teresa, this, I, this is such a circular fucking fight. I can't. I can't. But now, like, but now we know that Teresa thinks that that Melissa is out there cheating on Joe. And that's why she didn't want her in the wedding. But it is, you know, awkward bus ride for everyone else. So they get to the shopping experience and obviously it's like, oh, get me off this bus. But Jackie's confessional. She's like, okay, all I did was bring up Gia's name and Teresa went nuts. Girl, that's not all you did. Okay, Just, okay, don't. Mm -mm. Teresa, at one point, because they're looking, they're shopping around, and Teresa goes, because the woman's like, 80 euros. She goes, okay, how much is 80 euros in English? woman goes i don't understand <sighs> marge and melissa go off on their own and marge is complaining about danielle and gee that sounds like you know repeating things and talking shit but then jen and danielle talk about marge and you know what they know and jen's like i'm not going to tell Teresa that i told you about the melissa stuff she's got enough problems fessler checks in with tree to see how she's doing and they're all – Dolores is there. And Dolores, she treads so lightly with Teresa because there's really no – there's no reason to explain things to Teresa, which is kind of where I – this is where I struggle with Teresa. Because Dolores is like, look, it, it it seemed to Melissa like you were trying to say something negative about Antonia. Teresa's like, but I wasn't. And then Rachel tries to chime in like it, it did seem like that. 
And Teresa's like, but she's like, but I know you weren't. That's what Rachel, but I know you weren't. And Teresa goes, well, you should have helped because you're the one who brought it up. Which I'm like, uh, fair, fair, okay. Rachel, why the fuck did you bring it up? You stirred the pot and then you're like, with your big eyes, like, what? oh no, with your stupid fucking, ugh. It's annoying. Melissa says that her answer to Rachel's question would have been, they love each other very much. That's it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, at this point, this family shit is getting too ugly to watch. The kids are getting too much older. They're like, they're at that age where they're, they're teenagers. They're just 18. They're 21. Like, uh, they're just... Like Gia's old enough, fine, but Antonia, Melania, it's 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 not good. It, it, let's just leave them out of it if we can. Melissa says it's always she, she goes. It's always me. It's always her brother. Now it's Antonia. Next, it's going to be little Joey. Looked at me wrong. Uh, this is where okay. Why is Louis encouraging Teresa to watch old episodes? She never watched them before for whatever reason. Why is Louie the one encouraging her to do that? Why has he watched them? Does he fully know who Teresa is? Did he study the tapes? I know they're not tapes, but you know what I mean. Why did he want there to be this big divide? I'm, I am concerned at the shit he's feeding her. Because Teresa is easily susceptible to influence. And she loves Louis so much. I get that it hurt Melania. I do. Why is Teresa not having these conversations with Melissa before this? Why didn't she say, oh my God, why can't Antonia come? Like, why is this conversation happening? Like, it's a big shock to Melissa and it's just happening now on a bus ride. What is like, this is just fucking bizarre. And it's like banging my head against a wall. Like this is just asinine. I, it's so stupid to me. And I'm, I, I, I get that th like this might be interesting to some people maybe because you may relate to this family drama, but it's, over and over again and now the girls are older so it's like you know it's it's evolving to something that's really fucking ugly i don't want to talk about teenagers not going to sweet 16s and having that be some kind of flex to use against each other as like a means of saying well you're not being a good aunt and you're not being a good cousin and oh my god it is so repetitive but then Jen's talking to Danielle and she's like, you know, Teresa would love to just say to Melissa, I know who you are, but she can't. So instead she's using all these other things. It's like, well, just fucking say it already, you guys. Just, I mean, I, God. And then this, this shopping experience is so lame compared to like Beverly Hills or New York or this is real lame, real even Potomac, like, this was a very bad shopping day. Like, I don't know if the producers just didn't scout the right places to go. Or maybe they didn't want people filming at a lot of places. Maybe that's what it was. 
Maybe a lot of places were like, you're not bringing their crazy asses in here. We've already heard about what they did at the pub. Okay. No. And then they head to lunch. <laughs> we get a new Marge confessional in her pink dress. And by this point, she's lost a bunch of weight on the Ozempic journey she is on or whatever journey she's claiming to be on. And it's noticeably different than how she looks in the season. The dress is even too big for her. They bring up Dolores talking about Paul. I Honestly, I zoned out. I'm like, okay, whatever. She's happy. Her kids are happy. I did not realize that her kids live in the house, in her house, uh, and she officially lives with Paul. When they got back from their trip, he said, don't go. Just stay. And this is everything she's ever wanted from David. So she, she's like, we just spend the whole day together. And she'll be like, wow, you're still here. And she's not used to a man being so available to her. Uh, she doesn't know if she can handle a full wedding, though, like what Teresa's doing. But she says, Paul, he wants a four-day event. And then Teresa goes, so does Louie. And then the music does that thing where it changes to like a tense score, like, ooh, now things are kicking off. And they cut over to Melissa. Uh, and then Jackie's like, are we going to talk about the fight on the bus? Because Jackie thinks that like that's all Melissa wants to talk about. But Melissa's like, no, I don't even want to talk. She's like, this is my life. It's not because of me. Okay, now then. It's it's the complete lack of accountability, you know? It is the complete lack of accountability. Not not a I've done nothing, not a single thing to deserve this. It's all Teresa's fault. They get back to the ha uh, the castle, excuse me. <laughs> Call it properly. And Melissa calls Joe. And they conclude they conclude that Teresa is essentially trying to get them to a point where they don't even want to go to the wedding so that it makes them look bad. Uh, that's like some paranoia shit, in my opinion. It isn't. It isn't that. But, you know, Melissa's like, don't you dare say my daughters, my daughters, daughter, daughter. How do you say that? I love the way they say it, though. Don't you dare bring them up in a negative light. All time low. It was. It wasn't good. But then why were they talking about the girls on their pod? It's not the same though. It isn't. What they were saying on the on the podcast about the the girls was that they put food on their table, which isn't great. That's not great. Um they're trying trying to take credit for things that they didn't they don't deserve the credit for. But it wasn't like you know, here's here's what I'm going to say. I think when Teresa said that Antonia didn't go to Melania's Sweet 16, I think that was more a conversation or if a, a slight on maybe meant to be a slight on Melissa. Like, why didn't you make Antonia go? Or why didn't you figure out a way to get Antonia to go? Maybe that's what, what Teresa thought she was doing. And also in Teresa's very simple-minded way, she's like, I'm just saying they were close, but that really hurt Melania. I mean... I can't. My head hurts. It's just like, oh my God. They head out to dinner. Okay. 
again, guys, with this fucking editing, we get a we got a pretty detailed order at lunch moment where I'll have a this and I'll have that and I'll have this and know this and blah, blah, blah. Now we, not even 10 minutes later, we get a very detailed order dinner moment. It's editing. I'm like, God, I'm like, move it along. <sighs> Fessler's got her titties out and Teresa's like taking funny pictures of her. I like how much they like Fessler. Fessler is a good addition to this cast because she's kind of, She's unique. She's poking fun at it. She's not, she's not, a, she's not competitive. She's not an addition to the cast where it's like, I'm trying to be like you guys. She's kind of like, who are you people? You people are crazy. And that's, that's a good, that's good. You kind of need like a, like a commentator on all of it. Whatever Jen got, whatever that chicken dish was, please walk me through the ingredients. Because it kind of looked, it looked glazy. It looked like there was glaze on. It was a little sweet, whatever the greens were. I needed more information on that chicken dish, okay? At one point, Danielle offers, I don't know exactly what she was saying, but she offers Rachel to use like her powder room or something. But Rachel's like, not after you called me a rat. And this kicks off so quickly. It goes to like a 10 as Rachel's like, Rachel says that Danielle is letting other people influence her opinion about Marge. And Danielle goes, you are wrong. And Rachel takes it to a pitch that is upsetting to my ears. Weren't we all sitting there? You said it this morning. She's screaming. And there are people eating a quiet dinner. And really, there was no need for it to get this loud this quickly. This was like, all right. Okay, I get that maybe you're worried you're not doing enough on this show, and you're not. Uh, Jen Fessler should have been full-time, not you. But uh, chill, okay? Jen, uh, Jen, our Jen, our Jen, Jen's like, Margaret, do you even really care about her opinion of you? Like, who cares? Not everyone is going to think you're a saint. Margaret, I don't think I'm a saint. By the way, I don't think I'm a saint. But you know what I don't think? I don't think I'm everything you two make me out to be. And Jen's like, and I'm not everything you make me out to be. Margaret tries to be like, okay, but by the way, the difference is, and Jen cuts her off and goes, you called me a drug addict. And Margaret goes, by the way, that was harsh. That was vicious. I can apologize for that. And you see, this is something Jen can't do. Margaret will stop and apologize. Margaret will hear herself and go, okay, shit, that was too far. And I am sorry. Like, I I say things when I don't mean them. But then Jen, like doesn't hear that and she's like okay wait that wasn't in the script i wrote for this episode or this scene so she's like you're probably embarrassed of what you did to me and that's why you're saying like oh we made up and you're disingenuous do you see how you're duplicitous okay she's like how about booger wolf do you know what that means and literally everyone's like i i don't (laughs) didn't danielle in her confessional goes like do i clap So Melissa asks Siri, they're looking it up. If you got to Google it and go through all the trouble, by the time they get there, it's like a very nasty person. Okay. Jen, you're so good. You're usually like queen of queen of queen of reads. And you've been good even this season. But in the after show, Jen said that one of her friends who's from the South was like, we call that a booger wolf. 
you know, it's one of those things where it only worked when your friends said it. It did. It only worked when your friends said it because they can speak to it. And when an insult can come from like someone's own sort of like culture, if you will, like if it's a thing they say down in the South and you can tell when they say it, like, you know, we call you a booger wolf. It's like, oh, what is that? But when you say it like it's a foreign word even to you, it doesn't work. And also when you say it where no one else there gets it and you kind of build it up, fail. It's a fail. Oh, God, this fucking season. I can't. I just can't. I want my money back. Okay? I want my money back. I didn't really pay any money, but I'd like it. I'd like a reimbursement. Okay? All right. Let's take a quick break and get into Summer House. Okay? So I made the mistake of asking a friend of mine who I found out is a bit of a hypochondriac about something that's been bothering me health-wise, and she took me down some very scary paths. So found out you are extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice from a friend, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend, but they give you the expert care that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. You know, when you're not feeling your best and you are just trying to hold it together... Finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy, but that is where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. You can book an appointment with just a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash she speaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash she speaks. ZocDoc.com slash she speaks. Okay, Summer House. Before I talk about the episode, let's talk about Watch What Happens Live with Lindsay and with um, little cutie pie Sam. First of all, Corey, oh, I don't, I just don't enjoy his presence. It's just chaotic. It's always like really fucked up and sloppy. And I just don't, I don't know. I get that I get that they have a chemistry, they have a connection. I know that we're going to if she's back on Summer House and they're still together, we'll he'll be on Summer House. Do, do I think that there's a possibility he's kind of it's a win-win. Is he maybe possibly using her? I don't think he's using her, but could he be? Sure. But do I think they have a genuine chemistry? Yeah. Uh but I also think if you're on a reality show, it makes sense to date other people on a reality show or on reality TV because it's such a unique experience. And I feel like if you are the person who wants to be on reality TV, kind of would make sense that you would want to, like those personality traits would 
would work with someone else who also wants to be on reality TV. It's like the compatibility, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's sort of a win-win because there's no denying from the jump they had a natural chemistry. That being said, uh, I, that dude was wasted in that audience. Every time they cut over, to, it would be like sober Carl and then Corey next to him. <laughs> Buddy. But uh, Lindsay played a game at one point where they would ask questions about Danielle. So takeaways. She does think that Danielle is projecting her relationship onto her and Carl. Fair. She does not think that the issues have anything to do with her prior relationship to Carl. Thank you, because I don't at all either. That I think that's unfair. Andy says, what's the way forward for you? The reunion is coming up in a few weeks. Lindsay goes, I guess we'll find out there. Andy goes, will she be invited to your wedding? Lindsay says, I guess we'll find out after the reunion. And Andy goes, wow, a lot is writing on this reunion. Lindsay says, yeah, so bring your A game. We need you. Andy says, is that a threat? And I said, what? <laughs> what is that? What are you talking about? And I think he's so on guard from what happened with Melissa Gorga, how she was like, are you a therapist? Are you certified? And he's like, okay. Well. And Lindsay's like, no, it is hope. I'm hoping you can help. And I, I fully believe that. Penny, get down. Penny, get down. She is determined to be on this here YouTube channel and podcast. Then they, Lindsay says that her place with Carl, when they split it between them, is only $200 more than what she was paying in her last apartment for her share. Okay. All right. Sam thinks that Danielle's concerns are valid. She just wished that she had brought them up to Lindsay directly. And I liked that. I'm like, okay, so Sam isn't over here going, no, they weren't valid. They're kind of ridiculous. She's like, no, no, they were valid. Okay, I'm taking these notes in because Lindsay is very good at dominating. She tried, She kind of tried to do it to me, guys, in the DMs. Uh, but I, and I stumped her. I'm still so proud of myself for that. Uh I was able to kind of read through the lines like, I get that you're you're attempting to tell me something, but I still can see here what the truth is. She doesn't like criticism of any kind. And so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because I will get into it when I do the episode. And they get into, I can't remember what the, what the prompt was, but Lindsay does this bit about how with Danielle, she would say, you're moving too fast, but she wouldn't say why. She'd say, I feel this way, but she wouldn't say why. And she keeps doing it, but she wouldn't say why. And Andy goes, God, I would hate to be in a fight with you. <laughs> and Lindsay goes, why? <laughs> He's like, you're intense. And then, but Lindsay does not, you could tell she's like, oh, what the fuck? She goes, it's because I use logic when I fight. And that, I, no, that's not necessarily fair. It's that you use your your logic that's this is not bad but it's just like you use what you want and andy goes no no no. it's just 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 you're intense and i know a lot of intense women and Lindsay pivots this brilliantly she says well this is probably why everyone wants me to go on the housewives andy 
And Andy goes, there you go. Yes. And then they high five. Now, if that wasn't a Watch What Happens Live appearance, nailed, I don't know what is. Like, check, nailed it, boop, hammered that right in, nailed it, baby. And yes, get her on Housewives. 100% get her ass on Housewives. Okay? Do it. Because she, it just makes sense. Especially with her cool apartment. You know, I don't, I don't know the level of wealth they're dealing with now in this new, in this new, what are they calling it? The, the new, the new Roni, the, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what they're dealing with there, but she's dynamic enough for sure. But that is the thing though about housewives, now that I think about it. They, we deal with a level of opulence on housewives that's very different to what the ensemble shows are like. Like I was just watching uh, an old Vanderpump Rules and it's uh, season four or five, five, season five. And Stassi's moved into an apartment and it is like a shitty apartment. And I'm like, oh man, the crew is filming in there. As where if you're filming on Beverly Hills, you're at Villa Rosa. Although to be fair, they do get to film in Villa Rosa on Vanderpump Rules, but you know what I'm saying. And, but this apartment's gorgeous for a, for New York City, that damn, the, the balcony alone. Holy crap. Like, yeah, I'd like to live there too, okay? All right, now let's get into the episode so that we can start to break this down. We pick up on Lindsay and Danielle. I did touch on this last week. But Lindsay's being super, excuse me, super apologetic. And Danielle says that you're just not asking, Lindsay. You're not asking how I'm doing. And Lindsay's crying. She's like, I will try to be better. I know I talk a lot about myself, but she's like, will you try to be better too, Danielle? And Danielle says, yes. And they hug and it seems great. I don't really know if Danielle understands exactly what she's saying she'll be better about. Um, but I, I hope that she does, but she doesn't. She doesn't understand exactly. She doesn't understand that bringing things up in front of the group or bringing things up to this group at all to the group of women is going to, is going to, how about this to Paige, Amanda and Sierra, those three, you can bring it up to Gabby and Sam, but not to those three. Meanwhile, Sam and Gabby are being adorable and they're, they've got these little, these little furry handcuffs and they're handcuffing each other. They're handcuffing themselves to each other. I just love them as we talk. They're talking about Corey. And Sam's like, yeah, it's like, he's hot. I would totally make out with him. Cut to Corey trying to make out with some other random girl or doing something. And Sam talks about how she totally wants to make out with him. He's just hot. He's so hot. And they keep cutting over to him just being a messy disaster. Like now he's in the kitchen, like just falling apart in his Amish hat. And then, woo, everyone jumps in the pool. Corey makes the move. They're kissing. Luke and Gabby are hanging in the pool. I don't see any kissing, but they're just like kind of cuddling on each other. Chris is kissing that girl. It is a very successful party. Amanda brings out uh, the – well, she attempts to bring out candles for Kyle to blow out, but I don't even think she gets out the door and the candles are already blown out. And then they start splashing him with water anyway. And I'm like, there is cake. I would like to eat that cake. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, no, I can't eat my cake. 
It's like a cookie. I don't even. I can't even tell what it was, but it looked delicious. They show a shot of Sierra dancing in her bikini and cowboy hat, and I mean, this bitch's body is just unbelievable. It's gorgeous. Favorite part, they all start changing into their jammies. I'm like, ooh, did they shower? Ooh, because, like, they were in the pool and, like, it was hot all day. Like, ooh, did they shower and put on jammies? Ooh, that looks just so good. But the house is disgusting. Danielle calls Robert, who doesn't answer, and then she passes out. But the house, I cannot stress enough, is disgusting. The house is insane. The next morning at 7.21 a.m., the house always stresses me out. They they have someone clean it at this point. There's no they don't just they don't do all the cleaning anymore. That those days are over. Kyle and Amanda's room though, too. When they wake up, I'm like, what happened to your room? Why is it like that? Everyone's a little sore from the bull riding. Like no one quite is they're like, is this is that why? Like everyone's back is sore, their ass is sore. <laughs> Cause I I can imagine you gotta hold on so tight. It's cute. Gabby plays therapist to Sam. They have a great dynamic, these two. They are a wonderful duo. Because Sam lays down. Gabby's like, okay, yes, tell me about it. <laughs> Sorry, it's cute. Sam's like, it was like he was grown in a lab for me. So they've got this kind of split scene going. Where meanwhile, Craig is asking Corey about Sam. And he's like, yeah, we were hanging out a lot. And Craig's like, yeah, you guys were like attached at the hip. And Corey's like, a little bit, but actually, you know, I kind of like ignoring her. Cut to Sam going, I love being ignored. <laughs> Corey all creepily is telling Craig's like, I kind of like kissing her, but like holding back and like kissing her, holding back. And then Sam goes, I like the mind games he's playing. So see, it's perfect. It is perfect. In the kitchen, Chris is cooking. He said he was going to cook breakfast and everyone is like staring at him. I feel like he's taking too long. And they're like, okay, buddy, we kind of needed this like an hour ago. Paige is turning 30 this year. So they give her a confessional and she's like, I am relieved that Craig is not going to be proposing to me in a while. I'm very happy about it. So, ladies, if any guy is trying to propose to you and you want to get out of it, just cry. I I don't know why I don't find this to be a red flag for their relationship. I don't know why. I just think Paige is, like, super afraid of – I don't think she's one to, like, fall in love. I don't think she's, like – she's just so uber-controlled and and closed off. You know, there was even that comment – a couple episodes ago with Sierra where Sierra went to hug her and she, and they were like, are you, we don't hug each other. We don't, we're like not affectionate. That's just not Paige's style. She seems like she's always level headed in control of herself. Craig proposing means that then they have to make a big decision. I think, or is it a huge red flag? But I, I don't know. I don't clock it as a red flag. To me, it sounds like she's got her head on straight. Because it is Craig. And she's still kind of training him and making sure that he's not a psycho. You know, he was kicked out of Amanda and Kyle's wedding, for crying out loud. Winter house. She's still getting him under control. And it, it takes a while. You can't train someone by yelling at them. She knows. She knows you got to just kind of chill, sit back. 
So I, I don't know. I don't think it's, I think they're a great couple. I know that sounds crazy. I do though. I think they're a good couple. She's the only one for Craig. How about that? She's the only one for Craig. I don't, don't see her being with someone else. She has said herself, I am always so put together and I'm always with the guy that's good on paper. And I like that he is crazy and messy and all over the place. So I think that it's just good that it's moving slow. I don't know. I I enjoy this. But what have I said a million times? I know nothing about healthy relationships. So we're not listening to me about this shit. Okay. Chris serves the breakfast and you can tell that they're like, I can't tell if they like it or not. They're like, it's very, someone says it's spicy. They're like, "Mm mm-hmm, it's very good. I can't tell what the verdict is. But Chris thinks it's funny that he met three girls and he doesn't know their names. Oh, denim one, denim two, and pink something. Like, are we still doing this? Are we still thinking that's funny? To just, you know, objectify women and like, who is this guy? Ugh. Lindsay reminds everyone that their housewarming party... It's happening. It is also Lindsay's birthday. Everyone is invited, even you, Corey. Then they start kind of cleaning. But again, I, I this can't possibly be all them. There's just no way. Danielle FaceTimes Robert, and unfortunately, he will not be able to make it to the housewarming because they have a buyout, and he's got to, of course, cook for it. And it's just sad. Corey says bye to Sam as they're all leaving. He throws in this. He goes, I'll let you know if I'm around. We can grab a drink or something. And Sam goes, real cute way to ask a girl out. And I just, they're, they just have a good, like, they are complimenting each other well. Now we're in the city. We spend quite a lot of time in the city this episode. We rarely get this much time in the city on Summer House. Paige's apartment, though, it's Sierra comes over. It's they do. Okay, guys, this is I did not even intend to have an opportunity to do this, but they do modern fertility tests. And I don't know if you guys have listened or or have remembered that I've been sponsored by modern fertility, but modern fertility. Okay, so I don't want children, right? But my friend heard that I got, I got a modern fertility test because they send me the, um, they send me the product. And I joked with my friend, I'm like, they sent me this modern fertility test, but I don't need it. And she, that's when she was like, okay, I didn't want to tell you, but I, we are thinking we want kids. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you? And she's around my age. So she's not a young spring chicken. Like these women are, although I guess if you're over the age of 25, they say you should have started freezing your eggs at like 25. So to watch them doing these tests was like wild um, because uh, if my friend had learned about her for, oh my God, my cat Penny is going crazy. Chill out. Her, If she had gotten tested earlier, she probably would have been planning earlier. But when she took the test and got the results back, like you will see them do next episode and how Sierra freaks out because her results aren't good. That's what happened to my friend. 
her results were not good. So she had to, you can take, you get the tests, test results on your phone. There's like, I think there's an app and you take it into your doctor and go over the results and come up with game plans and stuff. So yeah, modern fertility is great because a lot of people assume that you have to like go in for testing. It's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but the test is like not that expensive. And by the way, this was not intended to be a plug, but I'm going to take the opportunity. If you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks, you get $20 off the test. Anywho, but they all do this test. And I don't know if this was a plug for modern fertility. Probably was. They probably, they probably worked out a deal, but it was crazy that they were using it because I can attest that my friend literally used it and was like, oh my God, I am going to have an issue. I feel really bad for her because she's still struggling. But I'm also like, where did this come from? So if you think at any point in your life you may want kids, get yourself, like test it. And it's, you order it. Like you order it online. It comes in the mail. You prick your finger. You send it in. Like it's something you can do. It's easy to do it that way rather than having to like make an appointment, go in. It just feels like so much more commitment to do it that way. And I just feel so bad for my friend now. So, okay, anyway, Paige, Sierra, (laughs) and uh, Amanda do it. But yeah, I just, it's hard for me. I don't relate to wanting children and not being able to have them. But now that I have firsthand experience with a friend who is going through it, I'm like, oh, fuck, this really does plague people. It it really does, it, it devastates them. Like your, for her, she's like my, you know, my feels like my body should be able to have a child, but it can't. And so she's just been so depressed. And so I finally can access empathy and compassion for those women who struggle with that because I've just never been able to understand it. So I, now I do. And, uh, yeah. So modern fertility was created for that exact reason. Like rather than wait until you're like, okay, now I'd like to, which is what my friend did, do it now, like do it early. So sad. Wow, that was a really long, that wasn't meant to be a plug, I swear. I just like came up, I had to take it. So I made the mistake of asking a friend of mine who I found out is a bit of a hypochondriac about something that's been bothering me health-wise, and she took me down some very scary paths. So found out you are extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice from a friend, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend, but they give you the expert care that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. You know, when you're not feeling your best and you are just trying to hold it together... Finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy, but that is where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. You can book an appointment with just a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster 
with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash she speaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash she speaks. ZocDoc.com slash she speaks. All right, dude, Lindsay and Carl's apartment. Wow. Gorge. Stunning. Amazing. Uh, but I completely forgot that Lindsay's birthday is the same freaking day as Carl's brother's passing. How could I forget that? <sighs> Lindsay cries talking about how her therapist said that she's got all she's ever wanted, meaning Carl. They have a whole cry thing. They hug and they talk really close. And I was like, oh my God, this is okay. I finally figured out sort of what is making it odd for me to connect with, with, with them. They're different people now. So they're very unfamiliar to me. And that isn't normal when you've been watching these people for seven years. Like, suddenly I'm like, I don't recognize Lindsay. I don't recognize Carl is like a different person to me. Not necessarily in a good way. Like, has Carl always been like so, not to be mean, but like dorky? He feels like awkward and kind of boring and just... I don't know. I don't I, like it just, but them together, but here's what it is. It's not bad. It's just that some, she, they've aged out of what this is or matured or evolved out of it. And so rather than me, me being like, look at them in love. I'm like, I don't know who you people even are. They don't, I don't recognize this at all. I'm used to seeing Lindsay in different relationships. So I'm used to seeing her in relationships in a different way. So this is just all so foreign to me. So it's, it's still jarring to watch. I, I feel left out of their relationship. That's how it feels. It feels like even I'm like, I'd like to be filled in here. I don't get what's going on. And I guess it's not my job to be, but I also am confused. Like, I'm also like, you know, I, I, uh, why do I feel disconnected from it? I know both of you. Why do I not understand it or connect to it? Yes, you are friends, but what is it about it that I still am like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get, I don't know. I don't know. But the way they were talking and crying and stuff, it's like, I don't, I don't know. And I, I, I know I'm not being very eloquent with this, but I, um, (sighs) cause he cries talking, thinking about his brother and how his brother made him want to start a family. I don't really know what that meant. Maybe because losing his brother made him want to start a family of his own. Um, and they both cry and they're both, I don't doubt for a second they're in love, not for a second. Cause I don't think you can fake this. This would be like a really ridiculous long con. <laughs> Why would they fake it? Uh, it's just so guarded and shielded. Um, and 
I don't get why. It's like Carl only wants to be with Lindsay. Like he only wants to be with Lindsay and Lindsay only wants to be with Carl or something. Like why do I feel left out of it? Why do I not feel included? I don't know. I feel like I don't get it. And I don't understand why. I don't. I don't. And maybe that's just me. Dan- Danielle arrives and she brings a sheet to hang with Wesley's, Wesley's stripes. She brings multiple gifts, actually. They get the the tour. That damn balcony, dude. That balcony is ridic. Uh, the rest of the crew arrives. Kyle immediately tells Carl. He was like, I was going to text you, but, you know, I knew I was going to see you in a couple hours. So, you know, I just I was like, huh? The girls comment on the cutout of Lindsay in the office. I'm like, there's got to be a reason that's in there. Shut up. But now Lindsay and Danielle chat. All right, this is going to be. Let me stretch for this. Hold on. Let me get ready. So Lindsay, to me, is being a bit passive aggressive in this. And she's not quite saying what she wants to fully say, which she should be saying what she wants to fully say. Instead of saying, I wish you would come to the city more. She says, these are all the things you're missing in the city. And that's okay. And then Danielle argues, well, like, Brooklyn is just fine. But then she's like, okay, yes, I, I'm, I'm in Montauk more, okay. So it's like, already, Lindsay, to me, is coming in with a bit of an attitude. And then Lindsay does, like, a check-in with Danielle. And she, and, or she's like, how are you? Or something like that. And Danielle's like, fine and she's like no no i want to check in with you because you know you're like check in with me so i'm like okay i will okay okay well that's bitchy that to me means that you didn't quite hear her did something happen off camera was there something in between that i missed it's possible it's absolutely possible and we might hear about it at the reunion like what you didn't know is that this occurred and I was pissed about it because I was confused. Like she had a whole different tude about her. And I was really thrown off by that. Cause if, if you said you're going to work on it and be better and check in more, I don't think it's necessarily very nice to be like, well, you said to check in more. So I'm just checking in more. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get in trouble for not checking in. If you told me to check in. Jesus. Okay. And so Danielle says that Robert, it's like not so much that like it's bad with, you know, Robert working all the time. It's just that when he, because he is stressed out in the kitchen all the time, it makes her want to hold everything in and not say anything to stress him out more when he is home. So she's just keeping it all inside. She's like, and I know that you're putting together a whole house and it looks amazing, but like I need my best friend. And Lindsay's like, well, it's tough because I'm also feeling shunned by you. And Danielle is clearly caught off guard by this. And Lindsay says, I don't feel like you're being supportive of my relationship. And Danielle says, and what does supportive of your relationship mean in your eyes? Just keeping it all inside and not saying a goddamn thing about how I feel about this whole thing? Lindsay says, do you want me and Carl to be together? Do you want me to be happy? And now we're we're veering into a dangerous area right here. 
because I'm I'm trying to read between the lines. What Danielle thinks she has said to Lindsay is that it's moving fast. It's moving fast. You because this conversation was had with Lindsay directly um, at what party was that? I can't remember the one where the one where Carl talked to Kyle about do you even like me and Lindsay and then. Lindsay was like, that didn't go how it was supposed to go. And Carl was like, you'll know when I'm coming at you. That conversation, that moment, at that party, Danielle talked to both Carl and Lindsay and was like, you guys aren't having the hard conversations. Like, you're not really, like, saying the things you're supposed to be saying to each other. She said that to both Carl and Lindsay. And she said it to Lindsay's face. Like, I think you guys are moving really fast. I think you guys, it's like, just, woo, like, slow down a little bit. So... Danielle thinks that that's what Lindsay is referring to. And she's like, how is that not being supportive of your relationship? I said it to your, I said to your face, like, I just think you're moving a little fast. And that's it. That's what she thinks. For Lindsay, it's like, but then you went and you told Paige, Sierra, and Amanda. And then you also did it in front of everyone at that dinner, which was really fucked up for her. And she hasn't let that go. Danielle didn't really apologize for that. When they were having that conversation at the thing, she didn't apologize for that. So now here we are having this conversation where Danielle says, I just need my best friend. And Lindsay's like, okay, but like you can't put that all on me when I feel like you're shunning me. I think what Danielle has, this is what I said a while ago. This isn't just on this show. This is like overall outside of filming. Danielle's probably been feeling this for a minute. Danielle's probably been feeling left out for a minute. Has she been coming into the city though to see Lindsay? Because she knows that Lindsay's been putting a house together. No. So it's not technically all on Lindsay. But Lindsay does not take kindly to any criticism And one of the things I have heard from people who've worked with Lindsay, around Lindsay, production, etc., is that Lindsay does really craft her narrative on the shows. Like every season, it's very crafted. Uh, Not necessarily in a bad way, but just like that she's she does things, you know, specifically for the cameras. But like, that's so, like, kind of like what? Like, (laughs) what? She's looked like a psychopath many times, too. But when it comes to Danielle, let's say, maybe veering off the narrative that Carl and her are perfect, maybe that's sort of what this feels like to me a little bit. Like, why are you saying that we're moving fast? Why are you saying that? It's like, that's all I said. For Danielle, it's like, that's all I said. All I said was that I think you guys are moving fast. It seems crazy to me that you guys are already moving into a place it's this expensive and you're going to be getting engaged it's like i i'm almost wondering if danielle is saying is this for cameras is this just so that you have like a redemption season from last season because like now you guys got together at the end of last season and now you're going to come back and get this i'm wondering if that's what it is but danielle because danielle's like cuz of course she's like of course i want you guys to be together and of course i want you to be happy i'm like I look at you like a sister and I'm just, you know, I would say something to my brother if I thought he was moving insanely fast. But then Lindsay goes into, it's like a lawyer. She's like, but what do you consider insanely fast? 
Danielle's like, is not because, you know, she's like, didn't you move in with Robert? And she's like, okay, but is it marriage being thrown out there? And it hasn't even been a year. And Lindsay's interrupting, like, so what? So what? (laughs) Danielle's like, do you want me just to be mute and not give you my opinion? And Lindsay's like, but did you ask my opinion? Danielle's like, about what? About my relationship? And Danielle's like, well, obviously your opinion about this is that you want all of it. And Lindsay goes, does that matter to you? And I thought that was a really great line of questioning, I got to say, because Lindsay essentially like got Danielle to get to the point of simplifying it, saying like, my opinion is the only opinion that should matter to you. And if I'm happy, then don't say anything. Don't say a word. If I'm happy, that's all that should matter. That's it. At this point, uh, this is I'm I'm a little confused by this conversation. Um, Danielle's like, of course, but am I not allowed to have an opinion? I don't that term. Am I am I not allowed to have an opinion? Of course you are, but it's how the person responds to it that they're allowed. They're also allowed to have an opinion about your opinion. <sighs> Danielle is not. I think what Danielle, I don't know. I really don't know where this is, where this is, what this is. I don't get why Lindsay's so upset that Danielle's like, oh man, that's moving fast. Like, I don't know, you guys, I I don't, okay. I know people want to say she's just jealous. I know people want to say that. I'm, I just think Danielle feels excluded in a way she's never felt excluded from Lindsay's life. And that's strange to her. Like, she's always been very much included in all of Lindsay's stuff. And she was always there for Lindsay and a part of, and a part of every relationship, helping her through it, et cetera. And now it's like, nope. And now we're rushing in, not rushing. I don't want to say that because I don't necessarily think it's rushing. It all made sense to me that they've known each other forever. I will say when I found out they got engaged, um, I did think, oh my God, already? I did think that. That was my initial reaction. It was. However, I was like, I guess they've known each other forever. So like, whatever. It did feel like a like a TV moment move. But it also was like, well, again, that feels like, you know, that's what they would do. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to give it the narrative that it's as simple as Danielle is jealous. It just, it feels like something feels foreign to them. Like, why is everybody weirded out by it? Even Sam, who's who likes Lindsay, is, is like, no, her concerns were valid. Like, wow, damn, you guys are moving quick. Like, why are you guys in such a rush? However, Lindsay wants to have kids. So don't you want to do that, like, fast? However, I'm going to go into another however, They've seen how that relationship played out. These are things that happen off camera too. We don't always see everything. You know, Lindsay likes to present real perfect. And so I just, I feel like there's a missing puzzle piece here. And Lindsay is trying to be like, what's so wrong about it? Huh? What's, what's the matter? What, what are we doing that's so wrong? Why? Why are we moving too fast? Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I, why can't I even say that? Like, whoa, damn, you're already doing that. Would I say that to a friend, though? No, honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I would not. Uh, I I probably would not. Uh, but Danielle's 
usually pretty savage with Lindsay. Like when she was, for example, last last season with the Sierra thing, when they're talking on the beach and Lindsay was trying to be like, all I knew was that Austin was there and he, I didn't know that he was going to pick me to flirt with. And Danielle goes, but did you love that? We applauded her for that. We applauded her for being savagely honest with Lindsay. But now that we're getting savage honesty with this, it's like, how dare you? So I'm not jumping on this bandwagon. I know everyone wants me to, and I'm getting a lot of hate for people being like, no, Danielle, just fucking jealous. Uh, I have said many criticisms about the way she's handled certain things, but I'm not ignoring the fact that Lindsay can also be a bulldozer, where why can't she just say, look, it's a little fast. It is. It's a little fast. I want marriage. I want kids. I want it all. And I may be making a mistake, but I want it. Will you be there with me, though? Will you support me? I don't know. It's like, I, ah, I hate this, you guys. I hate it. I really fucking hate it. Because now it's, I'm not going to live my life based on your timeline. And I don't think Danielle's saying that. I don't think, I think that now she's being like pushed away. Now she feels like she doesn't have a friend. I think for Danielle, even if she were to get with someone who was proposing and all that, she wouldn't just like stop seeing friends. I feel like maybe kind of for Danielle, she feels like Lindsay's like cut her off a little bit. But again, as Lindsay said, Danielle's not coming into the city to see me. So this is a two way street. I am so sick of fucking talking about this. (sighs) Okay. Then Lindsay starts getting activated. Uh, Then she goes into, this is very tricky. She's like, you're allowed to have an opinion, but what do I need to have? I need your blessing to date somebody. Okay. Now, like now, now you're going to a place. Now you're taking it to a place. It's not, that's not what she's saying. That's not what's happening. And Danielle's like, no, what you're saying is crazy pants to me. And Lindsay goes, what are you saying then? I need to ask how you're feeling about my relationship. Well, you used to. You used to talk about your relationship and be friends. So what's happening? Why is this? Then Danielle, "Don't don't ask me anything. Don't ask me how I'm feeling at all. This is amazing. Everything is great. That's it. That right there was like, oh, okay. Like, she's like, got it. Everything's perfect. Nothing is wrong. I won't say a word. Don't fuck up the facade. Got it. Okay, cool. Got it. Got it. Throw this party in your cool apartment. Carl will propose at the end of the season. You end with a bang, happy ending, boom. Got it. This is crazy. For her, this is nuts. So, and then Lindsay just goes, let's take a breather then. It's it's intense. Moving on, though. Sam and Corey arrived together, and apparently Sam and Corey had a date the night before. And then today, and Sam's confessional is, he brings out the best parts of me. Okay. Fine. I I don't care. Fine. Carl's mom and stepdad do show up, and it's cute. It's cute to see who in the group greets them. You know, 
But then, Sam, Paige, Sierra, and Gabby are chatting on the balcony. Paige lets them all know that this is a $13,000 a month apartment, which is like, what? But now that Lindsay's broken that down, and I even did think that in the moment. I'm like, well, if they split it, like, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money in my opinion, but still. But then Danielle joins them. And don't get me wrong. I was like, bitch, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? She starts equating it like, if Paige was dating someone, Sierra, and you thought this and that, wouldn't you? I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? What the fuck is happening? But then I'm like, did a producer tell her to go over there and do this? Because there's an element of producing that goes into these shows where there's, you know, they have to like kind of set things up. And they are making a show. And there's only so many people on the cast. But I'm like, Danielle could talk to someone else at this damn party. Is there another friend there? Someone that's not an enemy of Lindsay's? The fuck is happening? But then Paige is like, I've had Sierra call me and be like, do you really think Craig is for you? And we'll like make a list and like, I need to think about this. And I'm also like, okay, well, that is Craig. Okay. So I hope you do. But what are we doing? This is where we take it to a place. No, Danielle. Again, you can talk to Gabby and Sam, but when you start talking to Paige and Sierra, and even Maya, who's proven already this season that she doesn't like Lindsay, now we're in trouble. And I think there's a new producer this season. I believe so. Because it feels like the, the people producing this don't have the same connection to the cast and they don't get it because it's like insensitive almost it feels like they don't get what we want to see or the dynamics or something so carl and kyle talk and it is this is some clunky ass producing guys because kyle's like isn't it crazy the way amanda and i lived together before i even proposed and carl goes you're sounding kind of like me And Kyle goes, well, that's kind of why I wanted to bring you in here. Because you mentioned last weekend about, and before Kyle's done with his line, Carl's whipping out the the phone with the ring pictures. I'm like, Jesus, guys. I mean, I got to be honest. Kyle doesn't look comfortable. But I got to also be honest. When Kyle was proposing to Amanda, no one looked excited about it either. Okay. People were like, are you sure you guys don't like each other? Like, at all. Wasn't Kyle, like, crying? They went, I think the Vanderpump crew came out. I think that was that season. And Kyle and Amanda were not good. So, okay. No one should be talking. But the ring is three carrots. It's huge. And Carl says, you know, I get why people think it's fast, but it just feels like the right move. And Kyle's like, the only person who needs to feel like it's 100% is you. I'm like, you would know, Kyle. <sighs> All right, they're back up in the Hamptons. Chris drives up with Paige and Sierra, and he had a great date. And, oh, God, it was on camera. Axe throwing, which is everyone's favorite date. With Cassidy was one of the denim girls' names. But Lindsay and Carl drive up, and 
Lindsay votes the sheep as the best gift, but this gets them on the topic of Danielle. And she says it's the first time that Danielle straight up said she feels weird about Carl and Lindsay's relationship. And Carl is like, it's just, it can't just be like, it's weird by like, is it weird because you're jealous? Is it weird because you're projecting your relationship or in a weird place with your career? But like be an adult and tell us what the issue is. And that's, that's fair. Because it is, we are missing something. Is it weird because you feel left out of this relationship? Is it weird because, like, Carl, why why hasn't Carl talked to Danielle? We went from the beginning of this season being Danielle writing hard for you guys to this. What the fuck, guys? Like, it, this is getting confusing now to me. Like, she loves you guys a lot. So what's changed? A couple bad conversations? Where she has said that she needs more from Lindsay? That's it. So I'm not writing her off completely. I Yes, I don't like that she's talked to the other girls. But the fandom is getting way too wicked with her. Way too wicked. Summer House just isn't fun. This was supposed to be a fun show. I just want to get through this damn episode recap. I am exhausted. Both Jersey and Summer House are just exhausting, right? Like, damn. So Danielle arrives. Lindsay arrives. And it's actually not too awkward between them. Sam arrives with Corey in tow. And his this is a win for his thirsty ass. They're going to split into two different dinner plans. Uh, Lindsay's going to go out with Corey to whatever they're going to go do. And Lindsay tells Car- Carl that Corey wants to get her drunk tonight and asks if he'll take care of her when she comes home. And I was like, ooh, is this an omen? So Carl, Danielle, Gabby, and Amanda are going to stay, and Kyle are going to stay in for the pizza making. Uh, I like that Kyle is a bit late because he is styling his mullet. He's late to come down. I guess they had some bad wine too. They all they open that wine. They're like, "Oh, this is bad." But meanwhile, at the outing, they're doing sake bombs, and Corey's like, "I want Lindsay to make out with all the girls," and so Lindsay goes right for Sierra. But then Kyle, back at home, he's like, "Carl, are you texting Lindsay under the table?" And it's just annoying to keep teasing him like this. You know, it's like, but maybe it's just that Carl feels so awkward and detached from the group because he does. He feels like he doesn't really want to hang out with anybody. It it does feel like that. Danielle says that, you know, her normal spending time with her normal is spending time with friends. And when Robert has a day off, she's like, oh, let's go. And there's a darkness to this where everyone at the table is like, oh, okay. Like everyone, maybe they just cut it like that. But when she says that, they're like, oh, that's sad. Back at the dinner, they ask Sam, like, how's it going with Corey? He goes to the bathroom. She's like, I like it where it is now. Like, I don't want it to get too serious. Cut to today, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Finally, Carl's like, Danielle, I know it's long overdue, but I do want to chat with you. So he pulls her aside. And Danielle's like, I actually would love to hear from your perspective what's going on. Because I thought we made progress. But something happened between then and the housewarming party, and a lot of that was undone. 
And so I'm like, something happened off camera. Something happened. And Carl says, you feel strongly about our relationship. And I don't know if you are on board with it. You know, we've been dating almost 10 months. And then he goes, and you and I have a history. Obviously, it's a long time ago. I was like, oh, what are you bringing that up for? Don't you insinuate that she has some sort of like unrequited feelings for you? Because uh-uh. And he goes, do you not want, to, want us to be together? Is that it? And Danielle says, no, I love you guys together. Do I think you guys are moving too fast? 1,000%. And Carl says he appreciated how she defended them with the Kyle stuff before. And Danielle goes, oh, so you're only okay when I'm defending you. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. And Carl goes, no, but to hear that you not only questioning the speed of things, but listen, you did move in with Robert after two months. I was like, here's what I'm thinking is happening. Danielle kind of sounds like she's parroting Paige, Amanda, Sierra. And Carl sounds like he's parroting Lindsay. (laughs) You know? And Danielle goes, right, I did. But are you not shopping for rings? And Carl says, yeah, I have been, yeah. And then Danielle grabs a pillow and screams into it. And I know a lot of people are reading that to mean like she's like, oh, no, this is so terrible. How could you do that? I'm reading it to be more like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Not like she doesn't want them to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm... Wondering if for Danielle, this is just, I, I don't even care if I'm right or wrong anymore. Cause I don't, I don't know. Is Danielle like blown away at how staged for cameras this feels? Is that what's happening? Is she like, what the fuck are they doing? Is this just for the show? Is that what she's like? What? Like you guys are doing what? Like you just got to get it. Is that what's happening? Is that why she's like, huh? Who are you people? Like, what is going on? This feels like Lindsay doesn't necessarily feel like Carl. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what it is? Or is it as simple as everyone is making it out to be? Is it as simple as she's jealous? <laughs> I, uh, can I stop recapping this show? Can I stop? I just, I want to stop. I'm over it. I'm I'm so fucking over it. I'm over Jersey and I'm over Summer House. Wake me up when it's over. If there there was another show on, I would. But there's like nothing else to cover until May. Good Lord. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I don't know. I mean, I still love both Lindsay and... I get, I mean, Danielle, I, I love her too, I guess. I see the flaws in everybody and I see the, the pros in everybody. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If this show wants to be a party show, then they need to, they have to restructure it. It's got to be like a Jersey Shore, Geordie Shore concept where here's the house you all party in it, and if you're not in the mood to party, then you leave and you quit the show. Just like if you if you watch Jersey Shore, Geordie Shore, etc. Like when someone's like, I'm not going to be coming back anymore. It's a sad thing, but it's like I've grown out of the show. 
but it's not like, oh, okay, maybe we'll follow you guys around and do some more. Like they, they don't restructure to fit the cast. If the cast doesn't want to restructure for the show, then the cast is out. Because it, it, we're we have veered off track for sure. And uh, I, I don't know if someone's not saying what they mean, meaning what they say. I don't know if this is fourth wall. I I'm sorry, but it really feels like some bad producing. I know we I know that at one point I said it felt like the the post team wasn't communicating with the field team, but I'm feeling like it's just some bad producing. That scene with Carl and Kyle going in there. Oh, it's so funny you brought me in here. Doesn't it feel like when I lived with Amanda before I proposed? That's funny you should... Ma oh my God. Jeez Louise, get some natural rhythm going. And there were at a party with, I'm assuming, friends of Danielle's as well as Lindsay and Carl's. You're telling me Danielle wouldn't want to go chat with one of the other people at that party? But I get it. It's a cast. We're trying to include everyone. It's just that now, like, they had... They have an issue now because Lindsay and Danielle were such a duo... And now that they're not together, it's like, well, then Danielle, you're going to go have to talk to the other women. So what seems to be, she's flipped sides. And it's going to feel like a total betrayal for Lindsay. But if all Danielle is saying is that she's like, God, this is moving quick. It's not like horrible. It's just like, don't go tell them. I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate covering it. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay? Okay? All right. <sighs> Bye. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.